so I had essentially like an an unlimited ban. So essentially banned for life. Why? Your friend in the corner there, Kevy? No. Yes, Kevy Mental. What up, Playboy? As Frankenstein's lab would say, what up? I like how they start all their episodes of their YouTube channel like that. Have you seen them? Have you watched them? They're very funny. Anyway, what's up? How you doing? I'm back in the country of Canada. My country of origin, my country of birth, as I have to obsessively put on customs forms. Constantly put on custom forms, I should have said. I'm at the airport a lot. I'm sick of flying. I'm sick of airports. You know what I don't like about airports is how, depending on what wing of the airport you're in, you you may or may not get a good um, shuffle of the deck when it comes to like restaurants and coffee shops and stuff. Like, I'm a Starbucks man, you know? Even that horrible one in L.A. I frequent. I would still take prison cafeteria Starbucks over, you know, luxury royalty Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons is not a good place. The best Tim Hortons is still a thousand percent creepier than the worst Starbucks. Well, maybe not. Starbucks got in all that trouble for like banning people from bathrooms and stuff, so that's worse. Although Tim Hortons had that woman defecate and then throw it at the staff, so that that's actually worse. Anyway, I I th- I don't like I don't think that's fair that I don't choose where my air my my um gate is gonna be at the airport. It's not up to me. It's a, it's a roll of the dice. So I might get put in the wing of the airport that has Tim Hortons or it might be Starbucks. Either way, I need an iced coffee and, and I'm picky about it. I get an iced Americano. I've talked about this before. Bland as fuck. Like I said, if I taste it and it tastes good, I realize they fucked it up. They put sweetener in it. It's unacceptable. Um, also, I've been, I was just in LA and um, um, this is actually apropos of my guest on this episode, which is my friend Kirby Fisher, who's in a great band called War Baby and also owns Dead Union Vintage, the best vintage on Instagram and in the world. He has his own pop-up shop in Vancouver. He constantly hooks me and all my friends up with great, great vintage clothing. Um, Just from being friends with him, I've become very interested in vintage and also very pretentious about it. But one of the things I bought from him, which he cut me a great deal on, is a 93 Raiders jacket. Um, what I like about it is it's the same coat Ice Cube wore in certain NWA videos, and that's my reason for liking it. I'm not really into football. only like basketball. And only NBA basketball. I don't like college basketball. Everyone, that college basketball and college football are so big, dude. 
I had no idea about that until I, I had a day job as a, at a call center. This is like 10 years ago. I had a day job at a call center, and it was a sports betting website in America, and people only called about college football. It's so big. It's weird. It's creepy, and people who like it, um, in my experience, racist. Not every time, obviously, but I got called a lot of derogatory slurs. They also don't know what I'm look what I looked like, so I think they're just picturing the thing they hate the most, and they're calling me that. That's why I said that. But anyway, I was I wore my Raiders coat to L.A., which as I was boarding the plane, they're wearing it. I realized maybe not the best move because that used to be like gang clothing, you know. And I thought, oh, it's probably fine. And then when I got there. I got a lot of really aggressive affection from people that maybe I didn't want. Like, there's this restaurant there called Veggie Girl that I love. Me and, me and my girl were there. And I was in there. And uh, this dude's Rottweiler jumped on me and I pet it. And then the dude turned around and he's like, Oh, I knew I was in line in front of someone with some good taste. What up? So that, that was okay. That was cool. I got to pet his Rottweiler puppy. That was good. But then I was in a parking garage... And this dude, this dude saw my coat and he went, um, he went, represent fool, threw a gang sign at me. Yeah. I, scared me. You know, I'm a, I'm a half goth from Canada. How you think I felt about that had me shaking in my boots. But that's okay. He's just loving on me. You know, he, he, he. In another time, I was in 7-Eleven, a guy threw a hug at me. Another another seemingly gang-affiliated gentleman, which is cool, but also scared me, you know? Also, I've been thinking about this podcast and what, what I want it to be, and I think what it is is that because I'm, you know, my two passions, my two main passions are comedy and music, I love comedy podcasts so much. I listen to them obsessively, you know? There, there are ones that I will never miss. I will never miss your mom's house. I will never miss congratulations. And there are music podcasts that I like, but they're so NPR-y. They're so boring. Like, whoever whoever is hosting it, it s- seemingly has no personality or sense of humor. You know? Like, Fred Armisen did that impression of, like, NPR radio shows on um, comedy for drummers and... It's it's just like they've had the personality and charm ringed out of them like a towel. And so I think this podcast is about music often, but it's not all NPR-y. I think that's the goal. And so today, I have Kirby on, who's one of the fucking funniest people I know, and he's not a comedian. He is a musician. He's a great drummer, and he's got an impressive affinity for vintage collecting. He'll look at the stitching on something and be like, that was from World War II. This kind of pilot wore it when they were doing this kind of mission. Like, I don't know why he knows so much about it. It's crazy. Uh, Not that we get into that on this episode. I actually had him over because I wanted to talk to him about the different odd jobs he's done because he used to be a a cab driver in Australia and stuff. We don't really get into that. We get into some other things. We talk about music. We talk about touring uh, and sort of like, oh, we did a tour together. Our two bands did a tour together to China. So we talk about that. Anyway... Um, I think it's a good episode. He's an interesting guy. He should have his own fucking reality show. Like there's, I heard there's like a reality show coming out about, um, vintage pickers. He should be the star of it. He's so funny. 
Um, so anyway, without further ado, my friend, Dead Union owner, drummer for War Baby, Kirby Fisher. for a long time why was that what happened well i'm grabbing my beer okay you grab your beer and i'll tell the story okay so basically i mean everybody always asks assuming that there's going to be some gnarly story and i really really wish there was so because there isn't i'm going to make one up. okay please do just so lie. it it started with this guy i met in russia no, no. <laughs> um no nah, man honestly like okay so just to rewind for a second i'm in australia I'm 22, 23, kind of in a funk, you know, like the band that I was in forever, mm-hmm. which was my life from like the age of like 13, no, even younger, like 12, probably up till, you know, early 20s. This is an Australian this is band. In Australia, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gold Coast. Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia. And it was like, as you know, you've been playing in bands forever. When you have this thing that you've grown up with, with like your best friends and all of a sudden it stops. Yeah. Like... The shell shock that I felt from yeah. that was so Take real. it away from you. Yeah, completely. The only thing you c- fucking care about. Exactly. And I just lost my bearings. Like the wall was really pulled out from underneath me. I just didn't know what to do. Uh-huh. So I kind of flailed for a little bit. And then it got to a point where I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like when you look around and you have an Ed Hardy's shop the size of Walmart. <laughs> and you that? Uh, not so much. And, um, <laughs> you know, you've got a real thing like roid rage. Yeah. And it's just... So it's just fucking. I've never felt so out of place. Friends of mine who are from Brisbane, they're a band called Vows. Mm-hmm. They said Gold Coast, where you grew up, is the Florida of Australia, <laughs> and what you just described sounds like the Florida of Australia. Yeah. Why is that? I think it's a combination. And does that is that insulting to you, or are you like, yeah? Fuck no, it's not insulting to me. <laughs> I'm a realist, so like, I just take it how it comes and, yeah. and that that is a very good i mean i haven't been to florida but everything that i've read and seen mm-hmm. on florida mm-hmm. and all the craziness and you know tans and cocaine there you go so that is 100 percent what it is why it's like that i don't really know i mean it's kind of marked as like the tourist capital of australia so you have it's the most vegas like place in australia okay so you have a couple of casinos you have these massive skyscrapers right on the beach and then with that comes you know, beach body mentality. Right. And so everybody is like vying to have these like, you know, chiseled washboard bodies made from like Michelangelo's hand. And I it's, can't believe you're from there. It's nuts. So my friends and I just had to like bind ourselves together to kind of uh-huh. like stay safe. And so, you know, I play in this band and blah, 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 it breaks up. And then I'm really lost. What was and the band called? The band was called Mopri, okay. which was named from, which I think you will appreciate this, Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, nice. There's a scene where Booger's on trial. Mm-hmm. And oh no, he's awaiting trial. Yeah. And then the the judge or whatever is like, oh, at least he's not as bad as that guy. He's in here for Mopri. <laughs> and then Booker goes, what's Mopri? And the judge says, Mopri is exposing yourself to a blind person. <laughs> and that's a fucking real term. That's thing. That it's a thing that real people do sometimes. So I just thought that was the craziest, funniest thing. So that was the that is name. a victimless crime. And prior to that, we were called Raucous. Mm-hmm. And then we got a cease and desist letter oh from that label, like mm-hmm. that hip hop label which we knew nothing about. Oh, yeah. And anyway, so I come over here <laughs> and I only come to Canada because it's, I wanted to move straight to the States, which is too hard. Yeah. So I, I get my, my work visa for Canada, mm-hmm. being part of the Commonwealth. That was really easy. Right. I, be, I was here for, I came in 2008. I was here for like a month. 
I just started going on Craigslist looking for things to audition. Yeah. And I see this fucking ad, and this is what the ad says. Drummer wanted for world tour, all expenses paid. Whoa. Now, I'm young, I'm naive. Obviously, now, years on and have had some experience in this industry, I know that's yeah. definitely not how legitimate things get <laughs> put out into the world but yeah. being young and, and silly and just trying to catch ling on to you know catch on to something mm-hmm. i see that and i'm like fuck yeah so i contact them they like, come down i get a greyhound bus from here to la otherwise known as the biggest mistake of my life <laughs> because oh. i couldn't afford a flight it was too last minute and yeah. i also couldn't afford the like quick bus that i got the, the bus stops at every single fucking stop okay so what would normally be i guess like a Two day, three day. It was it was four days, maybe a bit less than four days of just ev- stopping every like fucking half an hour for fifteen minutes. Oh my god, that was the worst. Anyway, so I get to LA. I join this shitty fucking band that I hated with a passion, but I just thought it was going to be a little stepping stone. Again, yeah. young and naive. Mm-hmm. And then I I'm there for like eighty nine days on my like tourist waiver. Yeah. As it's getting closer towards the end of my three months as a tourist, I'm panicking. I'm saying to these this so-called management company, this band, I'm like, guys, I need some sort of sponsorship. Like, what's going on? I'm kind of shitting myself here. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's taking a little bit longer than what we anticipated. We've definitely misjudged it. So we're gonna we're gonna fly you back to Vancouver, uh-huh. chill there for a week, and then come back, and you'll you'll get another three months. And with that time period, we'll definitely have you sorted. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a grey goatee, so I'm like, definitely trustworthy. And then, so I go back to Canada, I do that. <laughs> and as I went to come back, that's when my life just got shattered. Wait, so you got in trouble when you tried to go back to America? Yeah, so I'm back in Canada for a week, right? They do fly me back. I'm chilling in Canada. And then I go to, to go back into the States to uh-huh. fly out of Bellingham back to LA. And as I'm crossing the border, I get pulled in because... Mm-hmm. I was just there and I don't have a return ticket this time. So I'm just Uh-oh. a massive like alarm bell for the right, US right. border system, mm-hmm. which in hindsight, I fucking get it now. Yeah. But the punishment was probably a little bit too harsh for the yeah. crime. But anyway, so... It's not like you were lying or anything. No, I wasn't. Because when they bust you for lying, like there's a Vancouver band called You Say Party. Yeah. And they booked a tour through America and and didn't get the work visas and then tried to cross the border just saying they were going visiting and mm. then border security just pulled up their tour and then yeah. banned them all for five years wow. and you were you were banned way longer than that yeah i had i had like my tourist rights taken away from me so. I, I was talking to a lawyer about that and he's like no but then i've also like he was just like that's not true and mm. then i've also spoken with someone who said they got in trouble for being there for more than six months without an immigration visa. Yeah. So I don't know what it is and I don't know how to find out. Well, I don't know either because it does vary from case to case. Yeah. But for myself, so I go in, I see my lawyer, I tell him my case and he's like, okay, what we're going we're gonna to do is you, you really do qualify for what's called a B2 visa. Right. So that's just basically a 10-year tourist visa and I can keep going back and within six-month blocks. Similar right. to you. So yeah. I go in my first, for, for example, I just crossed the border like a month ago. For the first, first time, time in 10 years. Yeah. Fucking dude, it was the most thrilling. Like fireworks. Dude, I burst. I, I didn't <laughs> I didn't think I was going to. <laughs> I, okay, so I'm in line with my wife. We're, we're in the car and we're it's like getting closer and closer uh-huh. and I'm shitting myself. And so she too. Yeah. Because, you know, just because of the weight of, yeah. of the situation. Yeah. But it's all good. He's like, okay, we just need you to go in there. Essentially, we need to green light your, your new visa that you've been given. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So we go in and waiting in line. 
this fucking grotesquely obese jab of the heart fucking the biggest like the biggest guy i've ever seen like over here sir you're I'm about like, to get it taken away again. And, and it was, <laughs> yeah, seriously. They hear, they hear this. They're yeah. like, oh, you don't like our fat people. Huh? <laughs> but he had beautiful eyes. You <laughs> uh, always find the nicest gravy. qualities in everybody, Kirby. <laughs> no, but um, anyway, he was just like a really, really intimidating guy. Yeah. And so we get over to the counter and I'm so... St- of course, first and foremost, I definitely had my breath taken away by his gorgeous blue peeper eyes. <laughs> but uh, once I overcame that, I uh, yeah, it was so easy. It's like, boop, in you get. And so we get in, get back in the car, mm-hmm. cross the border. And the second we crossed, man, I just fucking burst into tears. I believe it. And, and I didn't I didn't think it was going to hit me like that. But but so it just heavy. it was just a really heavy thing. And oh, now I'm so glad it worked awesome. out for yeah, you. Man, thank you. Yeah, it's, you, it's great. going back next week. Dude, I've been going like four times, just grocery shopping, crossing the border, getting... <laughs> Getting like there's way more Lacroix flavors, filling up the car with gas. <laughs> I like I like being near any old lady that's giving me coffee and then says "darling" at the end of it. Oh, that I happens like that. more frequently across the border. There's also that sense which I forgot about mm-hmm. of danger in America. Oh, yeah. Do you feel that, uh, dude? My girl lives downtown LA, so that's a yes. Like I've said, yeah. Like I said, like downtown LA, like there's a Starbucks. I talked about it on this podcast. There, there's a, a Starbucks she goes to, and she's impervious to it because she's used to it. That Starbucks is a fucking prison cafeteria. <laughs> like we were sitting there one time, and uh, and it's just crazy in there all the time. Like yeah. one time I was in line, this woman walked in. In my head, I judged her. I'm like, this is gonna be what's she gonna do? And then I and then I beat myself up for it. I'm like, don't judge her. And then right. she stole every sandwich. And then ran out the door and threw them into a getaway car, and drove away. <laughs> like it was, it was organized. And then, and then, and then, like we just like my mom and I were. My mom came to visit one time, mm. and we were there. And this dog barked at this dude, and the guy was like, "I'm the devil!" To the dog, it was like a Chihuahua. Right in front of my mom, right? Damn. Um, and then so one time, one time I'm in there with my girl, and then <laughs> and we're sitting at like this sort of communal round table, mm. and I turned to her and I was like, "Man, it's it's nice. It's like." Seems calm in here, and then right. she just pointed to this guy, and he had an uh, a house arrest ankle bracelet <laughs> on, sweatpants, and he oh. was jerking off. <laughs> what? Whoa! Part for the course. No wonder they wanted their sandwiches back. <laughs> Dude wanted the mayonnaise back. <laughs> it's but it's so it's so scary there. A guy got hit in the head with an axe. Like it's Fuck. it's so much more. Vo- like I was I was saying to her like it's. It's it looks like this in Vancouver too, except it's not scary or dangerous. Yeah. It's just sad. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. I remember that about. I remember that about LA. Like, did I did I tell you that my first experience in LA when I was <laughs> no. when I did live there like a long time ago? No. Okay, so that Greyhound bus trip, mm-hmm. after like the f- three and a half four day trek, I eventually arrive at the bus depot mm-hmm. downtown LA Greyhound bus depot. Yeah. At two thirty a.m. Oh God. Now. In I'm, downtown LA? Yeah. Well, actually, I don't know if it the, the depot was downtown LA because uh-huh. obviously my knowledge of that place is pretty <laughs> yeah. limited, but yeah. it, I just remember it being close to the hustle and bustle of it all. Mm-hmm. So I walk outside and I'm fucking shitting myself. I'm like, like, I instantly felt like this, I have to just be so careful. If someone asks for a cigarette, definitely give them your wallet. Like just yeah. <laughs> like whatever it is, you know? Yeah. Just had my wits about me, I suppose, and I just felt it the second those doors opened. Yeah. And so I'm waiting for this guy to pick me up. This guy I'd never met before. He's like the manager or whatever. He was the manager of the shitty band. His name was Alan. And I don't want to give his last name a (coughs) spoon up, but um (laughs) and so so this guy 
I'm waiting for this car. I just, all I know is it's a gray Mercedes. I'm like, okay. So I get there. There's no bloody gray Mercedes. I'm yeah. like going, um, but there is the risk of death. And so I'm standing <laughs> there and this guy comes over to me and I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. Here we go. This is it. Yeah. This is it. And so I'm preparing. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking around going, what are my options? <laughs> and I'm like doing that thing. Do you know the comedian Dylan Moran? Yeah. He has this bit about how whenever he's in a situation where he feels scared, he gets his car keys and puts them in between his fingers. That, I've done that. I do it all the time. Yeah. And I, I, I don't you know what... Did you tell me about that? Maybe. Why do I do that? Maybe I did tell you about that. I, it's my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. It's like I think I'm Wolverine or something, but it just yeah, makes... You stab their eyes out. Yeah, I think that. Maybe that. But you just <laughs> feel... I just feel more confident with yeah. it. It's like a... Like, I don't know. Anyway, so... I'm as this guy approaches, I'm putting all the keys between my fingers, mm-hmm. Wolverine my shit out. Yeah. And he comes up and he's like, he's like, hey, is that your bag? And I go, ah, uh, yeah. And he's like, huh, what's in it? <laughs> and like, this guy is like huge, man. Yeah. And I'm like, um, oh, you know, just, um, just, <laughs> just the usual bits and pieces. <laughs> and I'm like tucking the, the, the cord to my iPod, like into my pocket. Oh, oh. I had a camera in there. You know, it's 2008, so it's like yeah. point and shoot. Everyone had like yeah, a, yeah. whatever, right? Digital camera. Just touristy as fuck. Touristy as fuck. And I, and I stand <laughs> out like a sore thumb. I think I had like a tie-dye shirt on and red, <laughs> red boots, you know? Okay. Yeah, it's not great. Um, I had it coming. So he comes up and he's like, he's like oh. I would have mugged you too. Yeah, I should have mugged myself. And he's like, he's like, oh, um, why don't you show me what's in your bag? And I'm like oh, fuck, I'm just going to give him my bag. Like, in my head, I'm like, it's not worth it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay. And I, as I go to open it, he starts pissing himself laughing. And he's like, I'm just joking, motherfucker. I'm fucking with you. I'm a taxi driver. You want a ride? <laughs> I'm like, oh, thanks for the welcome to LA. I'm yeah. good, though. Yeah. Fucking hell, check your Yelp review later, one yeah. star. Sure, one star. One star. <laughs> oh, dude, it was so... And that was it. And then like four seconds later, of course, Alan with the gray Mercedes and shitty goatee rocks up and, mm. and off I go. But yeah, dude. So LA. And the second I crossed the border, you feel it. I think it's because it, there is this thing. It's probably silly to exaggerate as much as what I do, but mm-hmm. growing up in a country with no guns at all mm-hmm. and then Canada, pretty much the same thing. Yeah. And then just knowing that here, there's, there's guns here. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I say the wrong thing to 7-Eleven and then the next minute I got a hole in my face. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, it's it's interesting, man. Did you listen to the the Rogan episode with Killer Mike from I haven't, Jewels? I haven't listened to that it's yet. It's incredible. Is that show good? Have you watched the show? I haven't yet. I've but it's really but good. But Killer Mike has, has been like one of my favorite rappers for a long time. He's so eloquent. Like, I wish I had his accent. Yeah, I really like listening to him talk. So I'll yeah. definitely tune into that. But it's funny because I like him so much that even when he's saying something I don't really agree with, I still like it. Like, he's super into everyone having a gun. Oh, really? Yeah, which yeah. is interesting. But he, the way he rationalizes it, I still don't like it. But I'm like, okay, I, I guess what I guess I see what you're saying. Is his rationality the rationality of if we all have guns and we can kind of protect ourselves? Like It's, arming it's more like or? you can't take away every person's gun. So because of that, someone's always going to have guns. So you should have a gun I, too. That's a really hard logic to fight against, isn't it? I know it is, but yeah. it's it just being a pacifist. But yeah. it it's hard. Like you know, we live here. Yeah, it's and not this a is problem it. here. I, I don't really like the whole gun law thing. I, a, I'm not smart enough to really weigh in on it. Like, there's no way I can drop some stats on Amen. you. Amen. Me too. But the only thing that I will say is just. In Australia, we had this. We had the same. I think very, very similar gun laws to what the states has right now. Really? Yeah. At, uh, hear me out. And then around 1991, 
that all fucking changed. Really? We had we had one and pretty much the one and only massacre ever mm-hmm. versus like three a week in the States. We mm-hmm. had one in 1991. It's called the Port Arthur Massacre. Don't quote me 91, early 90s. Yeah. And it was the biggest deal ever. Like I remember being in primary school and the you know the principal doing this big assembly and we had this huge talk about guns and if our family members have guns and blah, blah. Because straight after that happened, the prime minister at the time, John Howard, mm-hmm. who was a massive piece of shit, <laughs> but he did, he did this right. Like this is the one thing he did right. He's just like, right, everybody, listen up. Yep, the the, uh, the massacre, no good. So we're we're, we're get no, 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 no good. Put your hand down, Tracy. Won't be taking questions. And uh, it's a no. Sorry, what's it a no to? Guns. Now we're getting rid of them. That includes you too, Clive. He's like, oh, right now. He's like, yep, yeah, put it in the basket, sir. And so they had this mass genocide of guns, where where trucks were like just that dumping worked. guns. It fucking worked. Like, like. Everybody kind of inherently was like, oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. There wasn't much of an uproar. But if you tried to do that in America now, yeah. you, you, like, you'd have World War Three on your hands, I reckon. I can't believe There's that no worked. Way. You know, it did. It's really, to be honest, it's kind of a sign. I don't know if it would work now, to be honest. Just yeah. because, I don't know, I feel like people's mentalities are so much different with like technology and, mm-hmm. and kind of... You can get your you can get your opinions heard so much quicker. Yeah. I don't know. There's just a little bit more. There was a little bit more. I think back in the day, there was a little bit more of like, all right, well, if that's what he said, then we better do it. There wasn't much. That's of an not my assumption of Australians. I know, but if they said you can't drink beer anymore, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You know what's so funny is the different reputations of Australians. Mm. Is pe- people like you know in Vancouver, people always make fun of. Um, Whistler for yeah. the Australian people that are there who are like just raving lunatics. Yeah. But every Australian person that I have gotten to know, I've loved. And yeah. here's the main reason <laughs> they can take a joke yeah. and they will roast you back and mm-hmm. it's fun. The whole point is it's fun. It really depends on your mentality. Like if you're if you're the type of person like you are and a lot of our friends are in this city where you you just love kind of you know the Australian term taking the piss which yeah. is basically just like you said it's just do me how to take a joke don't take yourself so seriously yeah. if you are of that mindset yeah. back home is can be not not is can be <laughs> a wonderful place yeah. but if you're not like that and you have thin skin yeah don't go there for yeah. sure don't go there but yeah. also if you have thin skin don't go anywhere, don't go anywhere. Yeah. yeah or don't leave Vancouver like don't leave your shell yeah, because life is not life is not made to protect your one layer of flesh. Right, know? it's just not. So he, here's an interesting thing too, is because you and I met when we were on our way to China. Correct. Somehow we both lived in Vancouver, both played in local bands and didn't know each other. Mm. And then I met you at the airport when our bands were going on tour together to yeah. China, which is crazy. Crazy. That's a crazy sentence I just said. It's a crazy sentence. It's a, it's something I think, like, do you think, I think about that trip all the time. Me too. Like, Bjork has never toured China. Lil Wayne, <laughs> like, they're not allowed. Like, it, it's yeah. really hard to do. Like, I don't know if it was like this, because your band's War Baby. Mm. Um, when, when we were doing it, I had to submit all of my lyrics to the Chinese government and they had to review it to make oh. sure there was Shit. no anti-government stuff in there. Wow. So like... I didn't know... Yeah, maybe... I think John actually did have to do a similar thing. Yeah, like Hot Out of Heat, when they played there, they weren't allowed to play a song called JFK's LSD because it's got political and drug references in the title. Right. The song has nothing to do with either. It's just like a silly acronym. Yeah. But they weren't allowed to play it. Like, they're huh. they're oddly strict that way. Like, International Noise Conspiracy is banned forever. 
Like yeah, I feel Bjork like fan for I feel like international noise conspiracy. Like the name alone, you get, there's, <laughs> no, there's no need to go through those yeah. lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The word conspiracy, like no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. But like, yeah. uh, it's funny though because our friend Al D, who brought us over there, he's yeah. a promoter. He, uh, me and Louise Burns talked about him on this podcast. Mm-hmm. But he, t- I asked, I was just asking him like which people were banned, and he was like uh, Little Wayne, and I was like Why? <laughs> and he's like Too sexual. And I was like Oh, <laughs> so that's the. <laughs> it's a great LD impersonation. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah. If I really want to do an impression of him, I'll just say something I've already said because he always plagiarizes my jokes on oh. Facebook. <laughs> oh, add some like weird sound effects for that one. Like, oh, <laughs> shots fired. Um, shots will not be fired in Australia, though. No. Hashtag new gun laws. Um, but yeah, man, that trip. That trip was so insane on so many levels. I think the funny thing for us for that trip was, you know, the. The show before that, the show afterwards was okay when we got back, but the show before was terrible. We played Chilliwack, which, oh yeah, yeah, yep. So we played Chilliwack, and we played this bar, and it was one of those venues where like your ground level and like my back behind my back as I'm playing drums is glass, and then behind the glass was a drunk lady banging on the glass, <laughs> and like. It was so frustrating. You and can't I pick your around. fans, Kirby. No, it's true. And I would like turn around and I'm just, my first thought was like, I was like, Jesus Christ, mom, it's so much money to come. <laughs> hey, that's a zinger. That's a bedtime zinger for you. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, you fast forward that to then a week later and we're being wined and dined to the highest level. I know. Still that first meal that we had when we first got there mm. and the promoter, and Al, and, yeah. and the whole crew took us out for that insane meal. <laughs> I, I, I think about that meal all the time. Top five favorite meals of all time. Can't remember a single thing I ate. Doesn't, don't need to. I don't even know if they know. It, it was just sit down, shut up, and eat the best food ever. And it was so good. You know what I was thinking about? Um, first of all, for some, because the way you, that you eat in China is there's a bunch of communal dishes and they're put on this, this rotating mm-hmm. thing in the middle of the table. Which I love that. Yeah, I love that so too. So much. Like, but I he, like the sharing aspect of that culture. Here's the th- interesting thing that was like, before we went there, Louise Burns, our mutual friend, told me, do not drink the water. Don't even brush your teeth with the water. Don't don't have the water go in your mouth at <laughs> oh, all. You'll get yeah, sick. She gets food poisoning every time she goes there. Right. And so we got there, and then I, re- I noticed no one drinks water at dinner. It's Coca-Cola or beer. Yeah. Which I'm fine with both. Sure. But then um, <laughs> it's... It's funny because there's one dish that for some reason is at every meal. Lou and I were talking about this. Do you remember this? It's, <laughs> I don't know why this is everywhere. It's scrambled eggs and yes. spinach in water. <laughs> why is that at every meal? Whose favorite dish is that? I, I vaguely do remember that. And I, I say vaguely because I just know there's absolutely no way that I would be putting my fork in that and go, mm, mm. what options do you have? Like, oh, man. like some, some of those meals, it's like, you know, you and I, very polite boys, yeah. love our moms. So mm-hmm. we're not going to be there and be like, ew. Yeah, I'm like, we'll just eat it. You know what I mean? I have this weird thing that sort of like takes over and, and I can sometimes overcompensate for, for situations like that. And no I can way. give. <laughs> I can't imagine I can, doing that. I can that. give. The the sh- not the chef I guess but like whoever's the host of the dinner party I can give them the illusion that I'm loving it so much oh. that seconds will come out and I fucked myself because like be like ah oh, sir and here is your meal it is horse testicle and I'm like <laughs> you're fucking kidding me what are you a bloody mind reader do you have a crystal ball out the back am I absolute number one favorite choice oh and I, I like put it in my mouth and like the worst of the worst emotions are possibly running through my head. Like I'm looking at fire exits and go, if I throw myself hard enough down those <laughs> stairs, but instead I'm mm. going, oh, 
That that now that is a ten out of ten. <laughs> is the chef around? Geez, I'd love to get a photo with him. I'd love to get a quick selfie with him because that's a fucking fantastic meal. <laughs> and I'm just like two seconds gonna go to the bathroom just to make sure that I'm powder my nose and just fucking retching and come yeah. back out in the seconds like, oh you've brought another one out, have you? <laughs> oh bloody gold star. Oh my god. I remember so that bad at that man. After all that, I think you guys had gone home at this point, um, from Beijing, but I remember the turning point for me, which was Aldi. You, but you got sick on that trip, didn't you? This is what I'm about to oh, say. Oh, sorry, my bad. Yeah, go on. Aldi <laughs> took us out with um, Girl Kill Girls, that the girl band that what's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Geo was in, right? Um, and it was a traditional Beijing dinner, and it was pecking duck. And I remember it got served. I looked at it, I touched it, <laughs> and I <laughs> ran. I compliments to the chef. I really, I really was like bowing and shit. Like I just had to get out of there. Like I didn't even get to eat it. Like I wouldn't anyway. But yeah. But I I'm also I have no sense of direction, and I somehow ran to our hotel and Whoa. just. Did I tell you this? I didn't Good. leave my bed for four days, and this was in the middle of our tour where we were supposed to be doing things like going to the Great Wall and yeah. all this stuff. Oh, I couldn't man. move. And also, do you remember the beds there? It's yeah. a box spring with no mattress. Yep. Yep. That's essentially what you're sleeping on. Yeah, it and, is. And, and I was <laughs> I was like losing my mind. I was so sick there. And like I couldn't even have a glass of, like, you know, if they had it, I couldn't yeah. even have like water. I, was, I yeah. couldn't keep anything down. Oh, and then... There. I remember, like, my saving grace was there was one TV channel that was in English, and it was, like, HBO 6. It was like, hey, remember that Snow White movie with Julia Roberts? No? Well, it exists, and here it is three times in a row. And that's all I did for, like, four days. Oh, man, there's nothing worse than having... Having food poisoning in Vancouver, like in in, a, in Western culture, is luxury. Having food, having food poisoning in you know some some places in that part of the world, yeah, it's definitely stuck. It's tricky because you're going to be stuck in a hotel all the time. Yeah, have I ever told you about? Because I've had food poisoning a few times on travel in Thailand. Did, did I tell right? you about that trip? You'd mentioned it. It's the worst. I've had food poisoning <laughs> probably five times. This one was the fucking worst of the absolute bloody worst. All right, so. <laughs> okay, so I'm in I'm in Thailand. I'm by myself. I'm in Pai, which is in northern Thailand, about an hour from Chiang Mai. Mm-hmm. So I'm there, and I meet just a bunch of really great like-minded travelers that are traveling by by themselves. We decide to start sort of hanging out together. And this one particular day, we're like, "Oh, we heard that an hour scooter ride from here is these beautiful hot springs. Let's go to it, like with like a waterfall and whatnot." So mm-hmm. I'm like, "All right, let's do it." So we meet in the morning. We get ready, have breakfast, we zip away. That was us on scooters, not little mosquitoes. Oh, and so, <laughs> so we're like, we're, you know, we're driving along and then, and I'm like, hey, everybody, everybody stop for a second. I'm like, what is it, Curb? I'm like, just a quick question. Anybody getting hungry? <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 we're smart, mate. We ate before we left. Did you not? I'm like, I didn't. <laughs> All right, well, if we see something, I'm going to grab something. They're like, oh, I wouldn't, not in this part of the world. I'm like, I'm going to anyway. Appreciate the input. <laughs> So off we drive and then we're driving and we go over this little bump in the road and like, depending how you look at it, either God sent or sent up from the devil is this beautiful little Asian lady on the side of the road. She's about mid fifties and she's got this, what should have been a wok that was heated with a really hot flame, but wasn't. It was like a lukewarm flame at best. And Mm -hmm. she's like cooking up pad thai but it's in like little cardboard containers that Ooh, have been pre-cooked. Sounds amazing It looked to me. awesome. Yeah. And I was starving and it was like lunchtime. So I'm like, fuck yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Now, 
pause for a second. My wife is now studying public health and so she's on her way to being a health inspector. If my wife was there, she would have beat the absolute shit out of me for even thinking about touching this because essentially the rule of thumb is if it's piping hot, you're pretty much good to go because yeah. that heat has killed all the bacteria. Yeah. So this is, this is lukewarm mm-hmm. sitting in a fucking window in the middle of the sun Middle of the day, sorry, with hot sun and it's chicken. Yeah. I, I rolled the dice. Yeah. And I was starving. I'm like, oh, and it was so good. And I was like hugging her. I'm like, oh, you're a godsend. <laughs> you're, sent, you're, sent from, you're sent from the clouds. <laughs> Appreciate this. This is oh, nothing better. All right, off we go. <laughs> All right, guys, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Start your bikes up. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so we're off and running. And then about 30 minutes into the trip, I'm like, <laughs> and then he's, I'm like, huh. Oh, nothing to worry about. Just ten to two. Just check it. Yeah, and the indicator's working. Safety first. Mirror, mirror. Ah, uh, that could be a problem. <laughs> Guys, I'm just just go ahead, eh? Just uh, no, I'm just gonna take a quick photo of the scenery here. Just let me go. <laughs> yeah, no, the mountains. No, I know they're being blocked by big trees, but you know, I'm a tree man. <laughs> yeah, off you go. So everybody like scoots off, and I'm on the side of the road contemplating. I'm like, am I gonna shit my brains out here, or do I have enough gusto in me to hopefully hope that there's light at the end of the tunnel and there's a public toilet up on the hill? And so I opt for option number two, thinking that likely there's likely that's gonna be the case, given that it's a big tourist trap, right? Mm-hmm. So. The scooter gang takes off. I'm five minutes behind him. I scoot up. I eventually catch up. I'm flying. I zip past. I'm like, geez, what's that guy up to? I get to the waterfall. Thank God there is. There's this outhouse. So I like, I keep my kickstand, ching, ching, take my helmet off, and I run over to the door. I kick the door open, and it's a fucking hole in the ground. Fine, used to that. I'm in East Asia. Uh But it's covered in shit. It has (laughs) never, ever been clean. Now, let's talk about light switches. Was there one? Yes. Did it have a light bulb? No. Was there any windows to illuminate this black shack? No, there wasn't, Kevy. No, there fucking wasn't. So, I've closed the door and it's pitch black. Mm -hmm. So, I can't do that. I don't have a phone. I have no way of illuminating this room. So, I have to keep the door ajar. So, I've kept the door ajar a little bit now. Pause. Ladies and gentlemen, it's about to get gnarly. So, I keep the door ajar a little bit. The sun's coming in. It's illuminating this black box toilet with shit absolutely everywhere i position myself i find like the perfect little spot in the corner uh-huh. but because at that period in time i was starting to get sick from the food poisoning i was getting really lethargic and weak and i literally oh. couldn't even hold myself up oh my you God. know food put food poisoning just kills you like yeah. you start sweating and blah blah so i'm standing there and i can feel my legs start to shake <gasps> and i'm like i can't even fucking squat Holy shit, I can't squat. So I'm like, plus I got the door open. I have my yeah. fucking leg holding the door so no other weird tourist stranger is going to kick it in and, oh and fucking, you know, come and see this travesty that they're about to witness. <laughs> so I'm stark ass naked. I've got the door ajar. I'm falling back into the puddle of devil shit and my legs are wobbling. And I'm like, what am I going to do? So I'm like, fuck it. I take my shirt off and I position my back in the corner of the room so that the corner of the room is my back support. Because as I said, yeah. I cannot squat anymore. Right. My legs are shaking and I somehow manage to kind of position myself over this hole in the wall. I have other people's shit all over my fucking feet and hands. Uh-huh. And the door is just ajar. This is crucial detail. I'll never forget it. Door is just ajar. And so it's just been illuminated. Okay. So I managed to do my business and now it comes time for the cleanup. And I'm looking around and lo and fucking behold, this beautiful establishment has no toilet paper. Of course not. And I have nothing that could replicate that. 
so I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? And sure. it is a category five disaster. So I open, I, sorry, I look to, look to my left, look to my right, and I see this basket and I'm like, oh, but I have to open the door a little bit more which may risk letting the world see the travesty inside the yeah. fucking toilet. Uh-huh. So I do, and I open the door a little bit more, and then all of a sudden I see it. And again, depending how you look at it, it's either God sent or heaven or devil sent. And there's this basket of toilet paper, but there are some scraps that look like I could salvage. Okay. So I kind of made like... like used, but... Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, not my strongest moment as a person. <laughs> so hey man, I'm not judging I, you right now. I'm I, feeling for you. I kind of... Just like, oh, like, fuck, what am I, okay, just do it, just do it. And in my mind, I'm thinking, just do a quick minor cleanup, and then you can do a kind of shimmy, yeah. jump into the water, and just pretend that you're eager to get in the water, but realistically, it's clean oh, I love up. swimming. <laughs> it's love swimming. <laughs> Swimming's great. <laughs> oh, do don't go right behind me, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so I do that, and as I'm fucking, oh, dude, as I'm like, I'm like dry reach, like, like cutting off these tiny little squares and I've got probably like 40 of these tiny little inch squared little squares of salvage toilet paper as I'm fucking doing that cool, the door goes <gasps> flying open and some little shit kid who's about 12 years old goes oh my god dad and like <laughs> runs up so he's seen my dick and balls I got shit everywhere there's shit all over my back I've fallen <laughs> into it I get up and I fucking put my pants on grab my helmet grab my keys go down jump straight into the water everyone's like geez you're king I'm like yeah I love swimming love swimming <laughs> But give me a six foot radius, cause like, Fuck. oh my god! And I was, and I, was, I, 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 okay, and I just I shat you? every fucking two seconds after can that. Can I can I tell you what I'm picturing that? Sorry, that was outhouse to look like. No, I'm so glad you said that. I'm picturing that outhouse looking like any cover art of any Cannibal Corpse record, except instead of blood. Correct. Seriously, correct. Like, how no- consistent is Cannibal Corpse with their artwork? <sighs> I mean, it's one that you can give them. <laughs> <laughs> You and I have this thing in our friendship where we have almost veto power over each other being negative about something. Because yeah. every once in a while, you will be like, I don't like it. And I'll be like, give it a chance. And you'll be like, okay. And because yeah, you did true. that to me with Ali Wong. And but, I'm glad you did. But we have very similar tastes. So yeah. that's why we go to battle for each other. Because yeah. it's like, if you don't like a thing, I'm like, no, but you fucking will like this. You just yeah. must have been in the wrong mood. Like Dalia was a good example of that. Great example of what, that. And what else was there? there I'm just was, trying to think. Because um, for me, it was Ali Pete Wong. Holmes. Pete Holmes, yeah. Yeah. It's all, it hasn't really been so much music. It's more just being comedy, to be honest. But I think it's harder to be open-minded about a comedian that you already feel like you have an opinion about. Yeah. And, and also vice versa. If you've made your mind up about, about a comedian, yeah. it's sort of hard to like... Because funny is such a hard thing to like teach somebody that it is that. And it, but you know what else is really hard is getting people to invest in listening to a podcast. Because yeah. like... The it's only true. person I've been able to get into kill Tony is Lou. And I don't even know how it worked because it's such an investment. Well, kill Tony is interesting because you and also a couple other friends of mine have been raving about kill Tony yeah. for years. You got to see it live. Okay. So every I, Monday at the store. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. So I, there's like, there's, they're all on YouTube too, right? Yeah. So I did watch one and okay. it was amazing. Yeah. And I laughed my ass off. I didn't actually realize that, that, that I didn't realize that was the format concept of it. Yeah. I just thought it was a Tony Hinchcliffe podcast. So yeah. I kind of just didn't, I'm not a huge Tony Hinchcliffe fan. To you be know honest what? with you. He may grow on me. I'm Here's not ruling him out, but he's, he's tough. He's, um, he's another example of someone I love, but I don't love their standup. Right. I love Tony Hinchcliffe and I fucking love kill Tony. And it's the perfect format to, for him yeah. to do what he does. 
Well, he was great. That's what I was going to say. Like, he was so funny on... Like, that's not... Like, it yeah. seems like that is where he shines. Yeah. In that That being sort said, of- I've only seen him do stand-up once, and it was when... Did you go with me to when he opened for Rogan? No, no, I haven't no, seen it was Rogan. Me and Paul Anthony. Yeah. Um, yeah, one time I went years ago and saw Rogan and Brian Callen and Tony Hinchcliffe opened. What wow. a great show. Damn, that's yeah. a bill. That's so cool how Rogan was the first guy to take Segura on tour. Yeah, he seems like such a charitable man, Rogan, he, hey? Like Yeah. I feel like he's he seems to kind of push that with, with other comedians that are like, like really Ari. Sort of, yeah. Yeah. To just bring their mates. And out. he he told Ari like, if he has bad sets, that's fine. Like, there's no pressure. Yeah. Like, what is so what cool. a charitable thing to do? Yeah, I man, I love Rogan. <laughs> I mean, I know that's such a redundant statement because what guy kind of doesn't? But you know what's funny though? Because a lot of people I know, um, it's it's really down the middle. Well, in terms <clears> of like his comedy, that I can be like, yeah. you don't have to like this. That's fine. Even yeah. some of his stuff for me, I'm like, eh. I can take it or uh-huh. leave it. I don't really, whatever. But just him as a man, as a guy, yeah. he he's. I just think he's just so. Well, I like cool, how man. passionate he is, and I like that he hooks his friends up, and I like that he does only things he wants to do. Yeah, and that's my goal too. Yeah, he's a good role model for sure. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, going back to what we were saying about, but also really quickly pause. I never ever would have thought like 15 years ago that I would be listening so heavy to such a meathead like such a which he's yeah. not really but yeah but just like back when my like little goth punk rock days I know like, I know me I'm too like, hey man this, there's gonna be this guy you listen to who's a fucking cage fighting commentator <laughs> who's gonna talk <laughs> about kettlebells and fucking protein powders Dude. all the time you down I'm like I'm good you know it's so but funny but I love it it's weird when I was when I was a gothy skinny teenager I loved skinny emaciated drug addiction Trent Reznor <coughs> and I remember uh, in like 2003 what, he started nails, and he had a shaved head and he was shredded and I was like what the f-? I was mad I was like, <laughs> you're like what I need to do some work <laughs> what are you doing you can't look That's like so that funny I was so mad and now I like it because now yeah, I'm, I'm closer to that yeah. than I am to <laughs> it's so funny about getting older in terms of like I was just talking about like a really really good friend of mine is going through a breakup at the moment mm-hmm. and I was really worried about him at first because, you know, you, you really hope that when somebody that you love is going through something like that, that they're going to ch- choose the swim over the sink. But yeah. he's such a fork in the road, you know? Mm-hmm. And he seems to be like really choosing the swim. Like he's like joined a jujitsu class oh, and he's looking after him. He's, he's drinking a bit. He's trying to he's trying to curb that, but that'll yeah. come. But for the most part, he's, he's really kind of like, Mm-hmm. looking after himself and getting in the gym and doing all the things he has to do yeah. to sort of get get back out in the world again. But it's just so funny that, that we're talking about it two days ago and, you know, I go to the gym and stuff now and we're talking about like, fuck, man, growing up, we were just, we would never fucking ever entertain the idea of doing that because those people were the worst people to us. I know. They used to fucking bully us and shit. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be anything like them. But then it comes a time where you're like, I feel better <laughs> if I look after myself. My and feeling better, better makes me a better, like yeah. a more pleasant person to sort of be around, you know? Yeah, it's interesting coming out of a relationship because in a, in a sense, a relationship ending can be like um, kicking an addiction totally. where you have to replace yeah. oh, the, the negative things with positive things. It like needs to fill that void. Yeah, man. And so if your friend is handling losing that person and mm. filling that void with like 
getting in shape. What a great thing. Oh, it's the best. I, I, I thank God. Because, like, he's a, like, we're so close. He's my oldest friend. He's the type of friend that if he in were Australia or in Australia, yeah. yeah. If he were starting to sort of sink, yeah. It's so expensive for me because I have to go home. <laughs> Throw him a life vest. You're such and go, a good guy that you would do it. That's in a, a, long oh, in a heartbeat. In a yeah. heartbeat, man. Yeah. That's so You know, great. we all have that kind of like that <clears throat> that group. Yeah. Where it's like if that happens, you just I'll totally throw life vests to my group. You know what's funny? Everyone though? else can get I, fucked though. <laughs> Build your own life vest, you asshole. <laughs> but it's funny though, because some of my closest friends, I feel like I have a bit of a tough love mentality on them. Well, sometimes you need to have somebody in your group that is the person that gives that out. And yeah. if that's you, I can't help it. That, like it's funny in my in my band too. Like Alex, who you know, my drummer. Yeah. He's a little bit like that too. He's yeah, like I big brother that. status. I can see that for sure. And I'm a little bit like that too. Yeah. And uh, that's a I, compliment, Alex. By the way. Yes, yeah. it, it really is. Like, cause uh, it, if there's something that needs to be said, he'll say it. And I'm a little bit like that too. Yeah. Um, but I think I am guilty of like letting it bubble up a little bit and then oh, is saying some shit maybe I shouldn't have said in the moment. Oh my God. It's most Jesus Christ, dude. <clears throat> Me too. Oh, big time. Which which is interesting because you and I are pretty sensitive guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah, so, I'm really fucking sensitive. And so maybe, maybe I, that actually goes hand in hand. But I think a lot of my sensitivity comes from the fact that I do, like a lot of guys, I bottle so much up. So you have this... You have this for myself. It's like I'll have this bottle that's constantly being filled up by like really mundane shit that I wish I had the ability to just kind of like brush off my shoulder straight yeah. away. So like, like, you know, for example, something like really cliche like being cut off in traffic, right? Yeah. Like that should just be a thing of like, ah, you asshole, forget about it. Mm-hmm. I will think about that guy for a week. I will hope I see him at Starbucks <laughs> so I can accidentally spill hot tea in his face. Like that's not healthy and I've... Fully, I am 100% aware of that. And because I bottle that up, mm-hmm. that makes me sensitive like to the littlest thing. Like I could watch a commercial on TV and if it's an old man holding <laughs> his, the hand of his wife that he's oh, been married to for 45 dude. years and he looks in her eyes and gives her like a little kiss on the cheek, yeah, yeah. I am off to the goddamn dude, race. I'm like man. that with any father-son shit, which is yeah, what the so fuck? typical because I don't know my Such dad. I don't. <laughs> what? what? That is, it's fucked up. Hey. That's pathetic. Like I wish I wasn't that predictable that way. I don't know if it's I don't I don't think it's pathetic. I think I think it's at the end of the day it's a blessing. Like I'd much prefer to be overly sensitive than a complete fucking sociopath that just oh, like yeah. doesn't feel shit. Even though they know? probably have more fun. They have way more fun. They sleep easier. They are American psycho. Where's they listen to Phil Collins all the time. <laughs> 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 they put down tears when you news. come over. <laughs> hey Paul That's like that dude, that's like one of the funniest movies ever. Oh I do, I love that movie. Um you know what's what's so funny going back to like when you said you wished you see that person from traffic. Yeah. Did, dude, you were with me. I was just thinking about this, how, okay, like eight years ago, a girl cheated on me and I got so mad at her and I was so upset and I wrote basically a whole album telling her, her to go fuck herself, called it Liar. And then me, you, and I didn't, like the last, our last conversation was me telling her to go fuck herself and I threw her, all her belongings <laughs> in the ocean. <laughs> like you about to say I threw her off the balcony? No. No, no. I threw all her, her clothing and jewelry into the ocean. And then- In the ocean? Yeah. Off what? No, just like, over there. No, no, no. Like, like from the beach into the ocean? Uh, from a pier. 
Oh, that's it's, awesome! It's so because my thing would I would I would have <laughs> loved it so much if I was there, just like didn't know you, and I look at this, I'm like, oh, we got some marital problems, <laughs> and you're being like, and another thing, you're a liar. She's like, please, not my rosemary beads, and you just on the yeah. sand throwing them I into the ocean. Catholicism. But then the current is just bringing them straight it back right in. Back. <laughs> it lands right in her hands okay, again. I'm glad she wasn't there, dude. Okay. She was. She had moved in with me within a month of us dating, and then she cheated on me a bunch and i found oh, out because true. her phone rang one day after she didn't wasn't responding to my text for a few days and it was a dude it was a guy oh. a british guy and she Fucking lived in england Brits. before we dated and then he was like hey man i don't know how to tell you this but i'm was, with did he say that or was he like uh, what's happening there geezer yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I got a bit of bad news for you, mate. You want the good news? You want the bad news? Well, the good news is my soccer team's absolutely bloody killing it. Yeah, the it was bad Mike news Skinner is from the me streets. and your girl been going at it. <laughs> no, but he he was like he was obviously fucked up about it too because he didn't know about me, oh. and so he was like. The, I'm not gonna say her name. She's yeah. in the bathroom, and I went through her phone because I don't trust her. Yeah. And I found out about you, and I thought she and I were still dating, and I've been with her for a week. Oh. And and so it destroyed me. Wow. And, yeah, of um, And so I just took all her stuff and like threw it in the ocean, like her jewelry. And which her is and stuff. which is like you know, it is what how you look at that, however you will. But mm-hmm. doesn't that feel so good at the time? Yeah, it was. It's so selfish. It's selfish, but it's also <laughs> like this. It's a really great way of getting closure on and, something. Yeah, and I felt like she cares more about her possessions than me, and so this is yeah. a good way to whatever. Fuck it's, that. It's fuck that. Bitch. It's crazy, um, but I hated her so much more than anyone. And I hadn't seen her since then because I told her never talk to me again. And then you, me, and Matt Webb are at the Imperial to see Little Destroyer and Dear Rouge. Yeah, I remember the show. And you got the first round of drinks and I was going to get the second round. Uh And I'm walking up to the bar and there's a girl bartending and I start smiling because I'm like, I recognize this person. And so I'm smiling. I'm walking up. I notice she looks scared. I noticed she looks nervous. Like she wants to you escape. Didn't, you didn't recognize her straight away? No, she's like her hair's different. Okay. And, and whatever. Yeah, yeah. I've seen and it like was, it was dark. Seven years, like Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, and yeah. so and so I I realize she's terrified. Yeah. Like it literally looks like she's looking for an escape. You grab hat, you, and you, there isn't one. You grab her drinks and throw them off a pier. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming off your check. Uh and so uh because she looked so scared, I started laughing just because of the gravity and yeah. the dramatic elements of the this. This has been building up for years. Totally. And so I start laughing and she's like, Kevy, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for everything I did. You didn't deserve that. Blah, blah, blah. And we start. And then for years, I thought if I see her, I'm going to be like, fuck you. You know, blah, blah. Who's, who's laughing now? All this shit. Yeah. And then she says, I'm sorry. And I'm like, that's okay. Aww. And I just like let it go. And Matt That's Webb good. is with me, and he's drunk. He's like, "What are you doing? What are you talking about?" Because and he's met her, but he didn't recognize her. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And and then she makes an attempt to like catch up with me. She's like, "What you been up to?" Blah, yeah, blah. yeah. And then uh, and then I walk away with no drinks for you guys. And yeah. Matt Webb's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Dude, you know who that was? We we had this conversation." He's yeah. like, "You had you had that conversation in." That minute you were there, and I was like, "That was a minute that felt like an hour." Oh fuck! Well, yeah. my first thought with that is: is did she give you free drinks? No, that's so funny. You know what? At the end of that, she's I'm like, back to fuck her again. <laughs> At the end of it, she's like, "Oh, listen, Kev, it was a tough time in my life, but I'm glad. I'm glad that no, it's good that you're doing well. Yeah. Anyway, love, that'll be fourteen fifty. <laughs> <laughs> 
I didn't buy drinks from her, man. I wanted to get yeah. out of there. No, that's fair enough. Well, that I mean, that's a good example of sort of taking the higher road, you know? And that's a nice thing to be like, be like it's okay. Yeah. It's kind of a nice little like yeah. slightly condescending, like a little bite, like a tiny little bite, but not enough. Yeah. Like, a little, like adding like a little bit too much pepper to some soup. Yeah. Like I don't want to know her anymore. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like it, that move. Yeah. But I'm okay to just be like, I'm not going to. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> who cares? Like. You know, yeah, and, so and also, ago. and you know, man, like time really does heal wounds. You know, it really like, does more than anything. It's so crazy. Like when I think back on grudges or vendettas or whatever it is that I've had against ex-girlfriends or even just other run-ins, and then a bit of time goes by, and I, well, a I've got a terrible memory, but it's just like, <laughs> it's like I just can't even remember. Like why, why? Yeah, it ends up taking just too much real estate up in your brain or something. I think my brain just slowly starts to, as I get older is like. He doesn't know. Don't tell him. But we're just going to remove this memory. Yeah, and I like that about my brain. Or or we'll alter it in a way. Yeah, where it's like not accurate now. Yeah, <laughs> I have. I think I have that sometimes too. Where I'll remember something a certain way, and me I'm too. the only one who remembers it that way. Oh man, me too. I I have that quite a bit, and I actually will like call mum. I'm like, mum, did this happen this way? Mm-hmm. She's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Man. Um. Well, dude, that's an hour. Damn, that flew by. Yeah. Let's do another one. We didn't talk about any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Next time we'll have a list. Yeah. And we'll do like bullet points. Yeah. Yeah. No. You know what we should do? We should, we should do you that episode. Have you seen that episode of... A, it's so funny. It's one of my favorite episodes ever. It's like American Dad and mm-hmm. his wife starts talking and he's like, whoa, wait a minute. And he pulls a, he pulls a fucking shot clock yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. That was we should American do that Dad. for subjects. But like... <laughs> Okay, old jobs, and not the times up there, Kevin. <laughs> on to our past love interests, and gay tendencies. These, like <laughs> I had all these plans. All right, next time, man. We'll do another one. Sweet. All right, Kirby. Thanks, thanks, man. See you, buddy. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was Kirby Fisher. Uh, check him out on Dead Union at Dead Union on uh, Instagram, and check out his band War Baby. They're so good. We played with them a lot. Um, my band Fake Shark is playing at the Fox on February 23rd. It's a benefit. It's with Barely About Music alumni Yumi Nagashima. Um, and also stand-up comedian Steve Letts is very funny too. So come out to that. You can buy tickets already. It's on our Facebook page. It's on our Twitter. It's on our Instagram. It's all that. All that. Anyway, thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening again. This is your boy Kevy, your young man, your gentleman, your favorite beauty queen, Kevy. Listen, I will talk to you again next week. Okay, have a good night. Bye. Shimmer's back.